Hi, Mohammed. Uh, I think pronounced perfectly, right? Or not? Exactly. The first, no, the first time I managed to know, pronounce the first name somehow reasonable on the, on the show. <laughs> so what was your first computer? My first computer? Oh, it's back then to 1997. Uh, uh, it was AMD. Okay. Uh, 199 megahertz. Uh, uh, I have like 2 gigaram. Uh, you know, and yeah. there is no sound card. There is no this. This was like auxiliary. Okay. You know, just you have the the computer and you have DOS, and yeah. that's it. Uh, was it the K six? You remember? Yeah, I think I think so. Yes, K six uh, one hundred ninety nine yeah. megahertz. I had one K six two hundred thirty three. It was my uh, one of my servers, and the problem with the AMD back then they were they were running hot. What I remember, they consumed a lot yes, of power. Yes. And they, they, I, yeah. Exactly. Then I switched to Intel based, mm -hmm. and it was like amazing, mm -hmm. you know. Exactly. And at that time, also I was assembling computers, so it was like a very nice journey to have these parts and assembling computers for my neighbors, for my mm -hmm. for my friends. Then I started joining Pfizer as a, a desktop support engineer. So I was initially working in hardware. Oh, okay, but um, you know, like... wait a second. <laughs> your, your very first computer you just assembled? Yes. Yes. The very first. I started in oh, okay. The... The very first, yes. And, uh, and so, uh, what you did after you assembled the computer? What is your first action? You started to programming, or you start gaming, or what? What you did with that? I was exploring just the DOS because it's for me. It's something new. I don't know how to start. Then I start to use Basic, Quick uh -huh. Basic. You remember? Yeah. So as a like programming language, and it was wild. And then when I start to join the college. After a while, uh, wait a second. With the basic, is interesting because uh, I started earlier with ZX Spectrum, and the basic was just there. So if you launched the computer, the basic yes. was there. I got later a DOS box, but it was eighty eighty six, so it was uh, uh, earlier, uh, way earlier than yours. Mm -hmm. But I got the DOS, but there was no basic. So I always wondered myself, you know, how to start programming on the thing because I could just you know copy files. I remember a copy and and move uh, the, uh, yes. the yeah exactly. And uh, slashes and backslashes, exactly. And uh, but exactly. I had no idea where you got the Q basic. Was it on your disk, or how you got the idea that you could actually load Q basic to your computer? This is from the the my college. Ah, okay. So we were taking some some uh, some uh, topics about it, and they gave it on the disk. Then I can start Q basic. Then ah, okay. Open the blue. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's open the blue screen and you start programming and it's all like very nice. But, you know, it's a procedural at the end to yeah, have yeah. one program at a time. But it was like fantastic. You don't have to do assembly. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it was really hard to do this. And I learned about C++ at so, that time. So you Java started, wasn't so popular. But you started before Java. college, right? With the computer. So you started in 1997, yes, you yes. said. And uh, how old were you back then? Roughly, this is this is uh, uh, I was seventeen years old to be honest. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is was when I start to to go to my diploma. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a diploma in computer systems engineering and uh, electronics. Mm -hmm. So since then, I start to do this kind of uh, you know uh, touching the computer. I get the computer, then I say like I studied about the hardware. Then I I decided no, I would like to assemble my computer because in nineteens, you know ninety something. Uh, starting from this era, it was telecommunication era, and also the computer start to raise as a desktop. There is no laptop yeah, concept, yeah, yeah. there is no mobile phone, there is yeah, nothing. Exactly. And then it was an exciting journey to assemble a computer. You know? Yeah, 
But uh, what interests me, this was as if we were 17. What happened between 0 and 17? Were you interested in hardware, computers, electronics, or how it happened that with 17? Nothing. No, so, so nothing. What, you know, how you got to know? In. Like you woke up and said, today is the day to build a computer. <laughs> or what happened? No, it, it wasn't like this. Uh, my dream before, you know, it, I didn't get in touch with like electronics. But I, I remember in secondary school, I have one of my colleagues. He was nerd. And he is very focusing and always getting back home, working with electronics, doing some boxes, controlling light, controlling things. I love this, but I don't know since then how to go in this direction. Okay. But uh, I have like advice I, uh, from uh, when I went to uh, introduce myself, like to search for a college uh, to go. I was like focusing on military and this kind of stuff because, uh, or like my uncle, like mechanical engineer. So. You know, the money was the driver always. It's not about the, yeah. the passion because we were young. Then I get some advice from the dean. He told me, why you didn't want to try, for example, to go to computer engineering? It's a new section and telecommunication things. This is a new norm. Like, no, computer is a gaming. So yeah. what I'm, I, I'm not interested in just to play games. Like, he told me, dude, it's not just about gaming. Mm-hmm. It, it's a huge science. Like, ah, that. then he told me, okay, you can go to like some sections. You can take some sections and decide then because your grades allow you to have this uh, computer system engineering like uh, section. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't have any problem. He gets somehow convinced me because we were hard to be convinced. Then I start then when I, when I first introduced, I introduced to logic, computer logic, mm-hmm. uh, computer hardware and architecture. Mm-hmm. And also engineering drawing. This is something because I love drawing. This is one of my hobbies. And uh, then I found like, oh, what are you drawing? Some logic what are you based. drawing now? Uh, drawing now? No, this is now shifted to be photography. Okay, and before so that, since, so what do you like uh, yeah, to draw? If I was like, I liked it to draw natural like scenes. Oh, cool. You know, uh-huh. uh, miming some city scenes. Okay. Sightseeing, something like this, natural. So I, I'm trying to to see how God created for us some beautiful things. How can I do it with my eyes? Then when I have the passion and software, I don't have time to do drawing like before. So I was thinking, what is the second choice is photography. Because if, it, if you know how to photograph, you will understand how to, uh, to, um, to utilize your eyes. You will understand your eye because the, the camera is your eye. You know, then you have to understand how to take a beautiful pictures. And now a question about photography, can... just uh, excursion. So um, yeah. you are almost an artist. So if you if you take a picture, uh, do you think mm-hmm. it is allowed to post-process the picture with uh, no creative software like Photoshop or Affinity Photo or something like that, or it should to be kept pure without any you know editing and, and retouching? So what's your point? So is this it, more artistic? So it, afterwards, you just yes. you know take the picture as a raw material and then you can do whatever you like with that. Is this your approach, or just exactly. say no? I took the picture; it has to be like this. It's based on how the challenge is, but I always have it has a philosophy uh, to say like whenever the situation, whenever is the mood, and you would like to have a shot, take it, and uh-huh. you can process it process later on. Okay. You can enhance it. But what if I'm not going to wait until the mood and circumstances yeah. become good to have a good scene? Okay, you know I need to take this shot. I'm not in this place anymore for longer. I don't know when I can. Yeah. When I, you know we are traveling, so we don't know when we could come again to that place or. The yeah. situation so i take the photo if it need processing yes why not okay and sometimes you have to do processing to enhance or for product or things for to show some certain aspects so yes why okay not? So, so you can you, you can do some hdr like, tricks to make it to, to make it look yeah, exactly. really great. okay okay perfect okay
Exactly. So, exactly. There is no harm and there is no problem in this. No, no, no harm. But there are like you know two two camps. Some you know. Yes. Puristic yes. photographs. But you will yeah. not. But you will not ever find puristic photographs. It would be very hard because it depends on the circumstances, especially if you are taking uh, photographs on the nature, in nature. Mm -hmm. You don't have artificial lights. You don't have anything to adjust. Yeah. It's just like that. Yeah. You have to take it. Yeah. And even the camera does some, you know, pre-processing and post-processing, so there is nothing puristic anymore, yeah, yeah, except, yeah. except, you know, <laughs> with, uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, so this was just an yes. uh, excursion because it was, I was uh, I was curious, and you also told me no, you were uh, in interested in military. So you you, you thought about yes at the beginning. Okay, yeah, I because went, you look I, I you look dangerous, I, you know. So that's okay. Maybe you were uh, some. <laughs> okay. Uh, do no, you know Mark Flurry? Happy to join. Do you, do you uh, heard about Mark Flurry? This is the guy who invented Jabos, who started Jabos. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, uh, actually, he was on the podcast, and we had a chat, and he was mm -hmm. in special forces. And studied math at the same time, so it was interesting combination. Uh -huh. I, I thought you are the second one, you know, who is you no know, like a special forces I, photograph yeah, and I, hacker. <laughs> <laughs> photograph helped me actually to be to be honest in the way that I have I can review my colleagues like UI and UX because it extended me how to understand the coloring, how to understand the composition. Then it turned me to to understand and study UI and UX architecture and engineering as well because I love this part. Mm -hmm. So I'm 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 always focusing in UI and UX and how to organize the components, how it look like the CSS. Then I start to work heavily with uh, CSS three, HTML five, and all of this kind of stuff, which helps me also to do my uh, workshops. And you know, because as a backend engineers, always it's not interesting for people. They need to see something. Yeah. You know, you yeah. show code or you show visual. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, so it, it helped me in this way also. Yeah. So pixelization thing, so I can understand my colleagues, so I can review their work as well, or give my my uh, my input. So in very good. Area. So because of a, a nerdy guy, a nerdy f a friend of yours. Uh, friend, yes. Yeah, you were. Uh, you saw him, you know, hacking you know, at connected. home. connected. Yeah, and then you started yes, building yes. a first machine. Um, if you bought, <laughs> if you build your first machine, where the parts hard to get? Where you grew up? Where was it? Mm -hmm. uh, it was in Cairo, Egypt. Ah, okay. Was it where the where the pieces hard to find, or you know? No, because at that time we have a lot of computer uh, okay. like shops, mm -hmm. and they provide hardware um, pieces, and uh, uh, it comes usually at that back then from America and Europe. It's mm -hmm. it wasn't from China because it wasn't that time. Yeah. Uh, China is so famous like this. And uh, uh, we have, no, we have the component normally, or we have to wait for the shipment, but it was like huge computer shops and molds even. So we can easily pick up the components, build mm -hmm. whatever we want. But it was like always it's about the hardware more than the software at that time. And it's, uh, the internet wasn't that, the, the concept. It was the telecommunication is the main driver for all. And, and I remember when I even went to the college for my department, we were like uh, 45 students mm -hmm. in my computer engineering section and mm -hmm. 1,500 students in the telecommunication department. Mm -hmm. So can you imagine how people were focusing at the time and people like, oh, this is very small like department. You will not find the job and everything. And at the end of the five years of engineering, I decided to switch to software because I loved it. Mm -hmm. This is why I, I graduated as a, a software 
major electrical engineer and specialization computer systems engineer. And I, since I first day I graduated, I was joining a company to start working as a, a web developer okay. using Java. And interesting. Uh, I, uh, I what, what I wanted to tell you was yeah. the pieces because it's uh, interesting in um, uh, in Germany. It was a little different because we had a lots of huge computer malls, but they mm -hmm. were just you know ready to buy computers. The uh, pieces, uh -huh. individual pieces, were harder to find. So usually in these shops mm -hmm. you got some hardware, generic hardware, but was not very good one. For instance, what I remember, mm -hmm. I think back then Intel was easier to get than AMD because not as popular. Yes, is, yeah. And I had to travel yeah. about eighty kilometers to Munich to get. You know, uh, wow. there were small shops, and in the small shops there were just the pieces, but not the entire computer. So there were specific, uh -huh. you know, specific specialist mm. shops where you could buy the parts. And uh, and you could get whatever you liked, but they were just the parts. And you know, in the mainstream mm. malls, you could only buy ready-to-use <laughs> computers, as I remember. So it was harder to get the pieces. And uh, and the interesting part now, yeah. because I had the conversation with you, why I built the first computer? Because I always knew why I did it, and I remember now why. Because I wanted to have Unix, and Unix was mm -hmm. crazy expensive. And um and uh, or uh, yeah uh, we had at uh, we had HPUX and I wanted to have something mm -hmm. similar but it was impossible to buy it so I you know I tried to search but there was nothing and I wanted you know to have CNC plus plus and I heard about Linux and uh, mm -hmm. and uh, to install Linux on the same machine as Windows was crazy I tried that but it always messed up with my master boot record so it never worked actually so uh, I have you know <laughs> I have to experiment with the Lilo Linux loader and stuff like that and never worked actually yes, I said, okay yes. so the, the easiest possible thing is to buy a new computer the problem was you know the the new computers always come with Windows license and they were not that great and I wanted to you know mm -hmm. a very simple computer with simple graphic card because there were not a lot of drivers for Linux. Yeah. So I built, you know, a simple... Was it, well, well, what? Was it like SS3 uh, graphic driver? Because it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I remember, uh, I, I yeah. used the... Uh, there was one S3, of the earlier yeah. uh, um, earlier Red Hat distribution even. So it was 1995, mm -hmm. 1996. And what I had to yes, do is yeah. I have the machine and look at the chip, you know, which chip was it? And I have to enter the chip mm -hmm. ID to the uh exactly. what's it called you know to the to the um text based configuration the of the xsurf uh, bias no no yeah, uh, linux. The in, in the Not linux the in the linux driver ah, no, you know? i didn't we were different we were like microsoft oriented so okay. uh, i didn't get in touch with linux until i graduated even okay from the but, the, but the conversation with you i remembered why i built actually my own machines because mm -hmm. i thought strange mm -hmm. why i didn't just bought you know ready to use computer and then I remember, yeah, this was the reason because you know, if you would buy something ready to use, probably Linux yeah. wouldn't ru run properly on it. Mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning, mm -hmm. now it's completely different. And this is actually, I just wanted you know to capture this because I've completely forgot okay. it. So, uh, uh, cool. <laughs> so you build your in 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 Cairo, complete different situation. There were shops with computer parts. So the, you could... Yes, because the ready-made on the other side was like Dell, uh -huh. uh, IBM. Uh -huh. And this is where I found in Pfizer, Egypt, because they will not build like custom made. They always buy from uh, uh, distributors like Dell mm -hmm. or IBM. And even the, the hardware like AS400, like mainframe, because I was working with mainframe as cool. a distributed like machine mm -hmm. that, uh, and we have, uh, uh, I remember AS400 uh, AS yeah. as a, as a, as a computer and the programming language, I, I forget about it. It's RPG. not called RPG, exactly. Yeah. With the, 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 the green yeah. titles, 
yeah. you know, uh, text terminal. and the mm -hmm. background is black and terminal. And probably and, uh, uh, DB2 database or it was called differently, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes, and, exactly. And cool. it was super huge and we have uh, tape-based backups, you yeah. know. Question. So, you, but nice. what's interesting? Okay. Though, we we had excursion to hardware, but you started with QBasic. What was your next next language? Yes. Next language, it was C plus plus definitely. Okay. And then I start to get like a uh, Windows. It's not Windows. Let's call it. We call it Windows Eleven, mm -hmm. uh, three point one. Yeah. Which was graphical interface for yeah. DOS. Yeah, exactly. It's mm -hmm. finally <laughs> it's a graphical interface for DOS. So it was like wow, but I didn't use it so much. Mm -hmm. After a while we have windows 95 yeah exactly so it was like for me a dramatical change and mm -hmm. i remember that time i changed my computer to have this and i i wasn't able to shut down my computers like it starts i press the button and it starts that's very nice i start to play with the mouse the concept of the mouse keyboard and everything that which we had for a long time and then how to shut down yeah. oh my god i start to call them my colleagues my friends like what to do and my nerd friend i get back to him like ma'am you just click start there is something called shutdown yeah click i told him is it simple like that he told me yes mm -hmm. so thank you i tried oh then i was like so proud going with my i can't start and shut down my computer no <laughs> yeah because yeah. it's crazy yeah to to shut down windows you had to push the start button right yeah because normally <laughs> we just close and that's yeah. it yeah. <laughs> yeah i also had 1995 1997 and even millennium was oh yeah or, yes. or 1998 oh, yeah, or 1997 or 1998 i forgot there was uh, like windows 1998 exactly yes. and then uh -huh. yeah because it's between uh, 95 and 98 because windows millennium oh, exactly um very good so what was the most impressive or which programs do you started to program with so what was your first q basic program or software you wrote do you remember that it was like counters, uh -huh. uh, like mathematical like equations. Wow. Then I start to learn about, yes, this is was, and I tried to mimic my uh, mathematical study and how to do this equation inside QBasic. Then I start to get in touch, like how could I, 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 I module, because it was like long, 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 long procedure. And uh, I was looking how to, to have some part of the code. It's like a function or something mm -hmm. like this and also jumping uh with labels mm -hmm. because you don't yep. have this kind of it's, it should run in one sequence and i need to jump so this the idea of the function came to my mind like i can have some codes and some specific blocks and then i can jump in and out from that and how it was working then uh in the second year and the third year in my college i start to have java mm -hmm. And since then, I really, really, really admire it. Then I start to do all my side projects for, for the college or outside as a freelance uh, during even when, when I was studying, when I was studying uh, using Java. And but why were you so, so even, impressed by Java? Why is you so impressed by Java and... Um, the object-oriented But C++ concept. was you a know, little, you bit, are, little bit object-oriented, right? A little bit, yes, but... It was hard because the memory management and this kind yeah. of concept and the pointers and this, it, it was very hard to grasp at that time because okay. we were young a little bit. Mm -hmm. But Java for us, it, it, it hides a lot of boilerplate things that you have to be in low level and just you focus on the, the programming language yeah. itself. Yeah. That's it. So as, as a student, it was for me more convenient that spending my time doing assembly or something 
writing one hundred line in order to print something, for yeah, example, yeah. using assembly. You know how it was yeah. very hard, and you have to 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 see the registers and you understand the register. You understand your uh, 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 like uh, processor architecture in order to which register you have to program, and you know. Yeah, that all of this kind of stuff. Why I have to bother myself with all of this if I didn't do any low programming, uh, a low hardware programming? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not doing driver programming or something like this. Or graphics, it's just a programming language. And which version was it of Java? You yeah. remember? One point one, and I was certified even before uh, before my graduation at the last year with my project one point two. Oh, certified! You are certified Java developer. Yes, yeah. And and yes, one point two. And programmer as well. A programmer as well. The programmer's certification was crazy hard. Remember that? Yes, yes. It it wasn't it wasn't that easy because it, it was hard. It was crazy work. hard because uh, at the very beginning no of the certification, what I remember, there were multiple choice questions, but the number of exactly. right answers was not known, and there were no some things exactly. which which looked right for Java but were wrong, and something which looked completely wrong. What exactly. I remember, you know, there was a two dimensional array. Where you know the brackets yes. started, then the name and the brackets was end. So you would never write such a thing, but it's a perfect valid thing to do, you know. And they ask, is it right or yes. not? So for me, I say, okay, this is uh, completely wrong, but it could actually compile, right? So I, I have to say, the programmer <laughs> certification was really hard. I also had it because it was like a sports for me. But if I look at the questions, yes. I say this is crazy. Yes, uh, it was hard, and also most of the questions also doesn't compile. So it depends on your experience. If yeah. you, if you just no, just study Java and go to the exam. Mostly, you will fail. Mm -hmm. If you don't, if you don't really work, if you don't really have hands-on experience, you will you will not know that it's look perfect and everything. But there is runtime errors. Mm -hmm. It's always about runtime errors more, not just so simple questions for compilation error. Then it goes for runtime errors most of the time. Yeah, well, I also then, remember remember the like... question where you know there was a switch <laughs> case, and the default was yeah. at the beginning. And I thought, yes. yeah, it's like, well, who writes that? But I mean, what happens now, right? So, uh, and this was crazy times. Okay, nice. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> interesting that you also uh, did the exams. So, uh, okay, so you you were somehow competitive, right? So, if you did, you know, all the exams, and you, you would like to be, you know, a good programmer. So, I think, yeah, yes, yeah, okay. So it's more fun. Yeah, and then I start to catch with Java EE one point four. Why that? I remember because this is. Because of the company I work ah. for, and they are obsessed with Java, and I, I start even to look for the Java certificate, and I certified Java EE uh, 1.4 at that time, and then uh, Java EE 5 when I joined Oracle first time, uh, oh. and I certified, uh, I migrated my certificate to Java even SE 5 as well. What a sec. So at the so, study, <clears throat> you learned Java. What was the, the well, most impressive, mm -hmm. no studied, you learned Java. What was the most impressive or most interesting application you wrote during your study? Was it anything which you wrote My your first is, program in Java, what you did with Java there? Uh, the first program uh, in Java, which is, uh, it, it opened my mind to how the Java is really, uh, can give you all what you want is, we, I studied graphics, computer graphics, mm -hmm. and you know, um, like the basic graphics and then you, then after like long time of studying this, like one semester, we had always a project to apply what we have studied. So I have chosen Java. And at that time, we have two uh, framework SDKs for OpenGL and uh, DirectX mm -hmm. with Java. Mm -hmm. So I choose to use DirectX 
uh, sorry, it was OpenGL with yeah. Java to build like maze as a as a game, mm-hmm. and using texture, using walls, using physics in order to have this game just a, a human uh-huh. like viewport, and you are going through the maze. And if you hit the wall, you cannot even move. Mm-hmm. You just this uh, those are your borders. Mm-hmm. So we have to have like the center and the gravity and you know the collision. Uh, detection at that point so it was like amazing for me because i applied mathematics science the graphic part you know it's all related so texture based and it was mixing so crazy. this is was the, the the most yeah it was crazy and it's nice okay so impressive so the, i mean your first programming qbasic was a uh, uh, equation and the first java program yes. was like a 3d maze uh, <laughs> really impressive uh, this is not the first it was like some small programs to to deal with java programming language uh, working with files was something really amazing at that time you read file you close file you yeah. write the data in the file so you can save it oh my god i can't have yeah, my what data. i remember now then i loved yeah. i loved the database what uh, what I, I also did with Java, it. I wrote a software which split a larger file to floppy disks. Was also very fascinated by that, you know, because there was like 500k, yes. I think. So I created chunks yes, and I was yes. able to distribute the file to floppy disk and, and reconstruct it afterwards. So it was trivial, but I really enjoyed that. So I remember this. Um, yeah, nice. <laughs> so um, and during the study, you started to work as a freelancer. Yes, uh, I, I was working like doing some side projects. I use different things. I use like C, um, C, uh, not Visual Basic, mm-hmm. the Microsoft Orient. It was very famous at that time. Mm-hmm. It's very nice to build like GUI based application using Visual Basic. It was so professional. And that, and there is Microsoft Office also introduced uh, Microsoft Access mm-hmm. as a concept of database. So because I love the database, so I will, and also you can, in the same file, you have graphical user interface which read from the database and you can provide reports. So it's like ready-made solution to have like for financial institution at that time to give like shared file that combine the, the visual part with the database and provide reports. Mm-hmm. And this, all of these are connected because I was studying the, 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 the main pure topics about database, prepping systems and things. And then I wanted to see how I could do this in in practical way and applied so I, I use different software, but my main focus goes more and more, even after my graduation project, I used uh, C-sharp at that time to see the Microsoft. I, I was like, see, but my my bias really goes to Java more. And since I, I, I a certificate, I find the job after two, just two months of my graduation, I applied for a company. Even my, my certificate doesn't even release at that time. It takes some time to have a signature from the dean. The university took some time, but no. I have like just temporary uh, certificate that I have passed my exam. I have the GPA for my graduation project and that's it. I, then I, I start working uh, in Java. And since then, I didn't change Java uh, in my career ever. I just get more advanced and advanced and get in touch more. So you, with, you had some interesting uh, project. What was the first company you worked? What was the project? first company I, I worked for? Yes, I worked for it was uh, it's called Silicon Expert, and uh, it was mainly at that time it was very important to have the the features of electronic parts for the big vendors like IBM, Dell, HP, because they are interested to know the features about the semiconductors, mm-hmm. and uh, in order to have this component and data sheets and everything, they should be resides in database, and you have to provide queries to and to, to provide like uh, uh, similarities between uh, some component, the Rojas free 
in order to use this component in their product. So I was, we were developing a, such a software and platform for such a companies. And so it was like, well, I used Oracle database at that mm -hmm. time. I remember uh, it was the huge, this is the main, and we used Java in order to, uh, to program this. This is why I get in touch with the web. Ah. And I start to, to focus on how to get certified. Uh, back then, use a huge GSP, uh, you know, uh, EL expressions, expression language, you know, to program inside GSP. The container was uh, AS, uh, it was micro, Sun Microsystem Container. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it, uh, when, my, when Oracle bought Bea with Logic, uh, we start. We used Bea Web Logic before it becomes uh, Oracle Web Logic, <clears throat> and then this is, was the first company and I first work uh -huh. and get in touch with Java Web Framework, not the desktop part. The Sun Enterprise Server became Glassfish later. Now it's Payara. Exactly. 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 Right. Yes, Sun uh, Sun Enterprise Server. Exactly. It was this one. Okay, interesting. And um, yeah, you basically. Access the database and or or expose the Oracle database to the web through an application server. This was using JDBC e at that mm -hmm. time. Yes, yeah. exactly. Almost we can say like this, but there is no framework, there is no Hypernate, there is no JPA at that yeah. time. It's only pure JDBC, and you know how it was very hard to manage. Yeah, what I did similar and project. You have to be really, really yeah. I used Java Web Server. And uh, this was like uh, even earlier. And uh, my first project was JSPs as well, Java server pages with JDBC. But I use already Java Beans. And if you had Java Beans, mm -hmm. you could have the use Bean, I think, EL, where, uh, you know, from the getters and setters, they could be populated from JDBC. Mm -hmm. So there's like kind of, you know, very simplistic data binding. And we oh, use struts. Or yeah. we try, you know, to recreate struts from scratch yes, multiple yes. times. Yes, uh, yes, yes. We, we, uh, yeah, we, we use the struts at that time. It was the famous framework at mm -hmm. then. And then since GSF started to appear, mm -hmm. uh, but I used GSF in the second company, actually. What was the second uh, company? The uh, uh, second company, uh, after that, I worked for a tourism company. I built a website for uh, hotel poking. Mm -hmm. Then I didn't stay for long. Then I joined a company called uh, uh, Intercom Enterprise, and they were partner for IBM. This is how I get in touch with IBM product. Okay. Uh, and uh, um, uh, their ID based on Eclipse. And then I start more working with GSF, Java EE, mm -hmm. uh, 1.4, EGP. At that time, you know, it was like log. EGP especially, it was very, very, very hard to manage because even you, you should define some boilerplate interfaces just to make the framework work if you yeah, are using interface. remote interfaces you have to have home interface local, local, home, local remote like, interface remote interface oh. but <laughs> um but i don't need them yeah you're right but back then it was hard to do something else because we don't we didn't have the annotation stuff you know yes yes and uh, the I code yeah and I... the code there were no dynamic proxies this was Excellent. prior to jdk XML. yeah and if you have no dynamic proxies and no 1. annotations 4. the code was generated so what happened yes. was that the, the aspects were generated between the interface and the class. The problem was, of course, if the signa signature of the methods didn't fit, you know, then you get deployment errors yeah. because the code generation exactly. failed and uh, this was the problem. But uh, I think this was yes. fixed as, as soon as Java, Java 5 came out. So then we got the annotations mm -hmm. and then it looked like an EGB became Java class with an interface, right? So this was and one annotation exactly. and, and you were set. Yeah, this was fixed. Because people no, you know, I, I, always, I was, always, uh, always uh, criticize EGBs. And back then, 
it it was hard but the uh, you know what you can do it if was you, hard if, because if, it was limited capabilities yeah but if you would just you know because back then I, i think if they would implement the interface what uh, like a class with an interface they would have to generate you know something else between because what the mm -hmm. entire enterprise is working with is proxies so you always need something yes. with dusty transaction security so you, so you need the stuff in between and without dynamic proxies yeah. only code generation is working so Yeah, exactly. I mean, what you can do, right? You need some some kind of interface, which uh, and you need uh, some glue between, and the glue was generated. So this is exactly. this is the problem of the early enterprise frameworks prior to JDK 1.3, I think proxies came out in JDK 1.3. Yes. But when where yes. where you started at the IBM company was it 2003? I would say 2004. It was two thousand and two thousand and four. Yeah, two thousand. No, two So this was the, already yeah, where uh, Java Java 6 around, I think, in 2006, right? Yeah, yes, yes. But mm, there is no much adoption adoption yeah, at that time. IBM, and this is why I, when I joined at the end, uh, at the end of uh, leaving the company, I was certified Java e, SE 5 Tiger. I remember, mm -hmm. yeah, Tiger, time, sure. because we had names, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was obsessed with the uh, annotations. And when I start to work, I, I was, the, I, I think that in Egypt, even I was the first person who certified this and web components, because since we have Java 5, we start to even split the certificates for web framework. It wasn't yeah. just Java, it's a web certificate, yeah. it's come web component, EGP, web services, and you know, GPA certificates mm -hmm. like start to be splitting even more. Mm -hmm. Then I start to have web component certificate 1.6, I remember, yes. And then I was really, really uh, like hard, uh, hardly studying more and more. Hardly means I did a lot of effort to do in order to grasp all the Java EE5 at that time with Java SE. And this is how I get an opportunity to work in Oracle. And I was also studying ADF as a framework active, using sorry. JDeveloper. So the active... Oracle Development Framework. Uh, exactly, ADF. This is the uh, it, uh, yes, the JSF it was based from, on from GS, Oracle. Uh, exactly, mm -hmm. with customized UI with some CSS and things, and also you can use XML to configure as a backend. You don't have to use AGPA things, but uh, I used I, I I was able to to avoid their backend as a as a component, you know, ADF components, and use AGP because I love the AGP framework that time. And with annotation using yeah. Java E, and just I use ADF as a as a as a um, as a front end component. Mm -hmm. So, so you so worked I was for Oracle. Able to mix them. You worked for yeah, Oracle. Yeah, I worked for Oracle starting since 2007. I will uh, because Oracle in Egypt it was just support center. It didn't and mean sales. that. So that, that you Did, you are Oracle guy. I thought yeah. you are a freelancer or whoever. That's interesting. So I never knew that you actually worked at Oracle. Interesting. This is the only we can say. Uh, I know that you are always freelancer. Yeah. You never join the company, and uh, you do your work like that. And I am proud of you of, of this. And you stay uh, like this. I always also have a scene that I I will I am always working for for not giant companies. I'm working always for normal companies, and even they are big. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean because this is also I have this criticize, and some people sometimes I have these uh, things like. People look to you based on your company you work for. Yeah, they don't. They, they don't look for you how you are so professional. So if you are working for Google, IBM, I think they are superhero. Mm -hmm. yeah, there is a lot of other companies doing a lot of hard, hard projects mm -hmm. and scalable project, but 
the people working there, they are super genius and they are really, really hard working and really uh, very high ranked. So it doesn't mean that you are working, you're not working for such a giant companies, it means that you are not really good yeah, ranked yeah, yeah, or you exactly. are not doing hard work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I decided, yes, I decided always to work for a company. Now, let's say like uh, when I joined Oracle, yes, I learned a lot about like processes and things. And uh, when they start to think about how to open a development center in Egypt, because back then it was the uh, acquisition for Oracle for Sun Microsystem. And, uh, you know, Oracle supports website. It was it called MetaLink mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. And we have to do all the work in order to integrate Siebel, JD Edwards, mm -hmm. BioWebLogic, uh, Sun Microsystem support centers in, in one place in order to support others. And the big acquisition and the sadness, uh, the sad news at that time that my Sun Microsystem just need to be bought either it was by IBM or or Oracle. It was like a race. Mm -hmm. Then it bought by Oracle and you we like went Sun? through this journey. You like Sun? Uh, I loved Sun. Yeah. Uh, Sun was like my mother. <laughs> yeah. You know, she. Uh, we we felt like this is our our mother. Really, I loved Sun and I loved the logo and everything. Yeah. So I was so proud to to be in such company. Work, working with their products, uh, promoting them, you know, it has a different feeling. Then yeah. we were so sad when we knew after this recession that Sun should be uh, acquired with Sun because it couldn't run anymore. Yeah. Like, why? It's a huge company. No, yeah. we cannot. It's, Java will die and everything. But yeah. thank you for the community who really stand behind Java to stay strong. And uh, yes, I can see sometimes Oracle, yes, it's, Oracle is finally a company. They are looking for revenue, yeah. and they have to have revenue from from what they bought, you know. Yeah. But also the people inside try to push Java because finally all the products, Oracle products, run over Java. Even the database. Yeah. They have the GDK but, internal. But what you don't, you shouldn't forget uh, about such acquisitions is that, you know, the Sun people are still working on Oracle. You know? I mean, this is the same people, yes. different label, and the spirit is the same. Yeah. And what I have to say. Uh, Oracle does better than I expected. So I think it was yes. a good choice. And uh, also Oracle is more, you know, strategy or money driven. I would say the Java does well. And they do a really great stuff with GraalVM and whatever they with, with Helidon. Yeah, all nowadays, the parts. No, they... this, this, is, this is crazy stuff what they are doing. And also now the, now the Java podcast with uh, David De La Vasse and, and you know, all the stuff. Mm -hmm. Crazy stuff. <clears throat> I would say like fresh ear and Java is very innovative. So I would, and it, it it's, it, it it looks like for me like uh, the second wave. Now they're picking the speed again, you know. So um, f I would say yes. now it looks great, you know, but it's not as exciting as what the sometimes. And sometimes it was crazier, you know, with, with the Sun people. There was like a little bit, I don't know how to call it, more like, you know, a, a hippie company, you know, like uh, Peace, Love and Java or something uh, like this. Complete different story. It, 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 yeah, because this is, was the base, base product for Sun Microsystem. Yeah. Yes, they are hardware company. Yeah. Uh, this is what we knew about and they need to, to utilize. This is why Oracle bought actually some microsystem because of the hardware. It's so advanced. It's so nice. And also they have to keep Java. And it was shady, you know, at that time. Mm -hmm. And Oracle is, is multi companies inside one company. So they cannot just focus on Java. But the, at the recent years, they did a great job yeah. in order to bring Java back again to the speed, as you have said. Yeah. I guess I totally agree with you. And now with the recent changes and everything, we are really catching up with the most of the languages. And now I can see again, yes, I can do everything with Java. I don't have to switch to another language, do yeah. what I want, because we have a lot of things 
backed and people cannot even catch the speed of Java nowadays yeah. uh, with the features and everything. So if we were slow and background compatible and everything, people, oh, Java is so slow and everything like, but yeah. it's a huge language yeah. and you will never find language that support this. Run once, write once, run anywhere because yeah. the background compatibility, but it has a price. Yeah. You know, everything has a price. Yeah. And if you need to catch up, we have to break this concept. We have to, to have re-removal for deprecated stuff. We have to uh, modularize the GDK to, to in order to, to do this. And uh, I think the guy is really successful in doing this six uh, re uh, release cadence, and especially with GDK 16 and upcoming mm -hmm. 17 even. Yeah, perfect. So you started, uh, so you worked at Oracle then, uh, and you started, yes. the, uh, in, we, we stopped talking about the integration, so JD Edwards and Siebel and whatever mm -hmm. was bought, mm -hmm. uh, you were involved in the integration, what I understood. Yes. And, uh, and when was your first Java one? Website, when, when was your first Java one? Java one, 2000, 2009. Oh. Uh, to, sorry, yeah, uh, 2009, yes, 2009, because I left Oracle 2000, uh, by the end of 2007 and joined uh, eFinance. And eFinance, I stayed for 10 years. The concept of eFinance, it was, uh, it's a financial company, services. And, and why, why, why you joined the other company was a more interesting <clears throat> job or just occurred or why, why, you, why you left Oracle and joined the other company? Just because the, uh, you want to uh, switch gear, I don't know, switch you know, use cases or... No, I was like, I was always, um, I, I get a job for Vodafone at that time and everything, but uh, uh, eFinance was for me like, it's a national company ah, okay. and I will do something really that will help the country. Ah, interesting. You know, uh -huh. uh, uh, to, to, this is, was the point. Uh, and to help the country automate all of these kind of problems that we, I, I am one as a citizen face every day either with taxes, either with pension, either with my neighbors, my mother-in-law, my father, my, everyone, you know, I see this. So how I could help in my community mm -hmm. using the technological side to, to, to facilitate all of this kind of stuff for my, my people. Mm -hmm. This is what's the really uh, enthusiasm about this. And uh, I get a call from, <clears throat> uh, from the CEO at that, that time and to, to that they are interested to hire me. Mm -hmm. So it was like they picked me up because we were so few uh, good people working in, in some companies back then. Then I, I went to the company. I did like an interview with the CTO. I remember there is no developers. It was like only the board. They are constructing the company, doing the, the contract and everything with the government. Mm -hmm. And actually it was a private company, which is funded by the government. Perfect. So it means the, all the public fund by the government, but you have the, the, the authority to work as a private. We don't uh, uh, interfere with the internal procedure and work. But as a board, we are Ministry of uh, Investment. We are the National Bank of Egypt. We are the Ministry of uh, uh, Finance and also Social Solidarity and some other banks because it's, it's a huge. Mm -hmm. We're funding money under the government law and you are a private company. Mm -hmm. So it's like you are working, we are working, they are funding money and the revenue is for the government mm -hmm. at the end. Mm -hmm. So it was challenging because I'm going to have a project that deal with citizens, millions of million citizens, different integrations part. And then uh, you have to utilize the, the, the concept and the, the work and the technology. Then I started the Java department in this company and I hired all the engineers. I remember uh, I, I didn't have like ticketing system. We were using Excel. Then I, f I found it very, very hard to manage because then I started to introduce Jira mm -hmm. at that time. 
So it was the first like ticketing system we used and they loved it. Uh, and then we start to, to have it like this. I started definitely working with Java 5. I used Bea with Logic. Okay. And we have to work with commercial product. Definitely we choose Oracle database. And we have IBM. We have SQL Server for different, you know, uh, platforms and environments. And uh, we have, then we start to hire them. We have .NET engineers as well. And then we, because it's a neat, based on the nature and the speed of the projects, you know. Uh, if it's, so this is how we started. And then I end, I started as a senior software engineer. And after 10 years, I left Oracle. I left eFinance as a deputy director for oh. the whole sector. <laughs> Crazy. <So. laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even better. Never, never knew that you are deputy director. So I, actually, you were always yeah. nice. We had a nice chat. But I had no idea for whom you are working. No, they are surprised. I never, never had the idea that they worked for Oracle. <laughs> now you are deputy director. It's perfect. I thought you are con very good, like you know, strategic high-end consultant. This was my impression. They are working, you know, as, as as architect for different companies, also hacking some stuff. Yeah, but now I know you mm -hmm. e-finance. And um, what no, was what in e-finance? I went through a lot of stuff because you know the revolutions and the wars happening. This is why I start to participate in United Nations project this is why i have uh, i won duke choice award for two uh, three times in in a, in a row for the participation in united nation uh, uh projects for refugees in egypt and also what, this project was what, a what was it what was it uh what you what you it did? was mm -hmm. I, I i built the project actually yeah, but what, what did uh, we the have because yeah, mm -hmm. how how it was built will, what was it and 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 yeah just explain a bit, United yeah. Nations. During 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 the 2011, mm -hmm. we have uh, this in the Arab Spring, you know, mm -hmm. and we have the wars in some places, like in Syria, uh, when the regime destroyed their country mm -hmm. and the interface, the people start to, to uh, you know, evacuate it from their country. Go, some goes to Europe, definitely Egypt. Them, and then they wanted the United Nations and the World Food Bank would like to give donations for mm -hmm. these people. And they, they should have a programs running and they would like to build a program in order to have this donation in terms of points or uh, and they can get cards and you can go to supermarket to get okay. it as a term of goods or money. Mm -hmm. And also they give donations for poor people. There is some people in Egypt, there is some people in Africa, there is some people in, coming as a, as a result from the war or normally people that they doesn't have any income even in your country or something like this. So... They told us about the requirement. They were searching about the company that was working with really deep down with the government. So it was e-finance and the government recommended us. Then I was uh, at the beginning, I, asked, I, was, I, I had the meetings with the United Nations bodies and we talked about the projects that everything. Then I came back with my team and the company and it, was, it wasn't like normal just software. It was software and hardware and strategic. And there is a lot of integration between ministries to provide this and we came up with like a, a solution and model we presented we get the approval and we start building it and it was very tight because the time the time boundary always always the hardest thing that we had because changing the government changing the the, the people would like to fund and they are depending on the, the dates release dates so it was agile concept with waterfall with a lot of stuff and uh, i i work it also i always like to work with the latest and cutting each technology. Uh, it was strange because people always like to, to work with stabilized uh, releases and they always eager to, uh, so there is Java EE 6 or 7, let's use it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't test it yet. Let's use it. We will figure it out. This mm-hmm. is how we gain experience, guys. Mm-hmm. Same like Oracle, same like mobile development, everything. I was always have this idea. I love to use the latest. Then I found the opportunity by the way, to join the. By GCP. the way, this is not that strange because <clears throat> if you are if you are in strategic project and uh, and you are a little bit confident and you are using the latest stuff, what happens is if you find a bug and you submit the bug, the bug gets fixed exactly. because the engineers are working on the current stuff. You know, but if you are using the stabilized, uh, this is mean you know old branch. No one is you interested in, in fixes the branch. Yes. Uh, the, 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 the bug. What uh, can happen? They will have to pay. You know. For commission support in order to get the bug fixed. So, uh, there, uh, f- from my perspective, there are two strategies in projects. Either you you getting the latest stuff, and if there are some you know bugs, you have to deal with them, or you use a later stabilized stuff. But then you know you will need a support, commercial support, because in order something happens, you can pay someone who fixed the bug for you, right? Yeah, uh, this is one of the points, uh, as you have mentioned, commercial support, because it was very hard to introduce the concept of using open source yeah. projects inside the government. Mm-hmm. It was like nightmare. No, we need pay project. Like why? We, there is open source. There is no trust. And I was successful to introduce this because the project size and the price dramatic, dramatically, mm-hmm. uh, drastically, sorry, uh, get reduced. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they they don't trust. Always the people would like to blame. If they would like yeah, exactly. to have failure, they would like to blame someone else. Politics. Then, which yeah, which 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 politics, which, yeah. which stake have you used in the uh, uh, EU project, United Nations? I mean, uh, yes, uh, I used Java EE seven at that time. Wow. Okay, uh, well. it was yeah, and Glassfish. Wow. And I opened yes, as you have said exactly, we opened six bugs for Glassfish, especially in CDI. Uh, web sockets and mm-hmm. uh, and the, the container itself for EGB. Mm-hmm. We opened four bugs for GDK uh, at that time, and uh, one for gl- uh, for Glassfish itself. And yeah. they, because of the time zone, and they get fixed quickly because they have interest really. Yeah. Or they give us work around. Yeah, you know, was, was it was it, a, was it was it a memory leak in CDI? I'm just curious. Remember that. CDI is something related to memory. Is there yeah, memory? Uh, because uh, it was roughly in 2000, uh, Christmas 2009, 2010, we also had a critical bug in Glassfish, exactly. which was CDI and, and, uh, and uh, memory. Exactly. So, so it, and was, yeah. was it productive? Was it successful, the project? I mean, were you happy yes, with the yes, choice? Yes, yeah. uh, okay. It was a huge success. Mm-hmm. And this is why we launched it and uh, we get the fund and it was working. We produced the cards and the people start to get their money. And this is how they announced in the United Nations they, they are successful. And then the project get deployed in many other countries in, in Africa. Perfect. This is why I get in touch with some people. Uh, they are in GCP during the meeting because like, I saw you before. Yeah, you are Mohammed someone, you are part of the GCP and this, yes. But then it, the conversation starts because you are meeting somebody from here and here and here, yeah. but you don't know, you know, yeah. <laughs> the people are working differently for some stuff. It was even in from people from Kenya and Nigeria, I remember, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and it was like blueprint because nobody uses Java E7 because it was like in the development mm-hmm. and I used it as uh, it was reference implementation and I used it. Mm-hmm. So this is why I get the Duke Choice Award because I, I used the latest technologies and that time in 2007 or or eight or I I, I was talking about this on the Java uh, uh, strategic keynote. Exactly, I remember I you was from, with from Red Hat, uh-huh. uh, Mark Little. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mark Little. Uh, I had a conversation with him, and Raza Rahman mm-hmm. was introducing me and helped me to get into when he was working for Oracle. 
and he introduced so told me like you did a very great job with java ee and we would like to show this to the people and to uh, it was i think the last java one before become become a good one mm -hmm. 2007 then it was later, yeah, 2009. So. It was even even later. Nine or seven or eight? If uh, no, 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 later. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It was either nine or ten. Uh huh. Oh, interesting. 2009 or ten. And yeah. and and this EU project was like your hobby project, or was it the official project for the e finance company, or how was it? What no, was it was a official project. It was oh, official. Project. Official. So there was and different company, also, like yeah. a different. Okay, so switch the company from E. No, uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, for the EU project, you mean? The United, United, United Nations project them. was uh, the pro no. Was it, it was it was it was a tender, and we won the tender in e finance. Ah, and okay. I, I do the e finance company building. did the project for the government. Okay, very yes. good. Oh, you know, the, it cannot be hobby project because it's strategic, and they need a company to take the responsibility and the huge money. And okay. uh, uh, this is also I get the support from the the United Nations technical bodies to start using open source. Ah. So this is how I introduced it, even in Egyptian company. Very good. After that, when I was doing, yeah, when I was doing like uh, uh, solidarity project for just Egyptian government or fuel subsidiary system, they say like, if we could use open source project as you did in United Nation, uh, we don't have any problem. <laughs> really? Now, this is yeah, like this is like a rebel, you know. <laughs> The, yes, uh, yes. Java you have rebel. to start it uh, anyway. You yeah. have to start it. Do it, it now and ask, ask for permission change. later. You know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, very good. Now I'm really curious. What happens after the United Nations project? Uh, we we have this World Food Bank. Mm -hmm. So it was different project, and then we start to work uh, scalability because we have changing the government uh, on different uh, projects. It wasn't just only financial. It was uh, I worked with the courts, and then uh, I uh, for you know um, the um, what else like there is a lot of project just al also with uh, the national defense agency in Egypt the military the police department also in order to automate all the license driving license oh. uh, all of this kind of uh, uh, integrations it, it was big project and was still classfish everything it was some of this and yes the the IT guys really love the idea that they don't have to get the support and it's very easy to manage then I was trying to introduce the dockerization this nice concept and also because we have also the concept of operation people and development people yeah. and we have fights always mm -hmm. uh, 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 like delayed releases you know and uh, the customer shouting like you get the requirement you said that you finished the release but you cannot say that our operation just get delayed because they are still doesn't have their tests mm -hmm. or they didn't really trust about the things and we would like to move forward to introduce new gdk and we couldn't because operation always loves stabilization mm -hmm. and hate us as because we always say like we need to change no we don't need we need mm -hmm. stabilize mm -hmm. i don't need a headache mm -hmm. then we start i start to consult like we have to be like devops we have to, to be, and IT should be involved. We have to be like this. When I release, you should release because we have claims from the customer. And, and during that time, DevOps concepts start to erase, mm -hmm. to raise because of these problems. Then we have some courses. Definitely we have a lot of like, you know, resistance. But uh, as I, as I always do, like, let's face it. We are going to deploy it. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Like, what is dockerization? Examples, you know. Mm -hmm. The, it was like this, uh, always, like, always fight in order to get what you want. But you have to convince they are strategic and political. And you are still at fight. the AFI. No, you left the, as deputy director. So you became the deputy director. I, and then you say, okay, now I cannot yes. fight anymore because I am the highest ranking 
CEO or whoever, now I have to leave the company. Right? Exactly. So uh, uh, I left the company because I, I believed that uh, I wanted this. In Egypt, unfortunately, it was always you start your journey as a technical and then you become a manager. Yeah. The manager concepts means you manage people, politics yeah. and things. Yeah. You don't touch code. Yeah. And I wanted to be an architect. So the architect concept is not, it wasn't, it was shady. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows, like, what are you going to just like, what is the architect? Yeah. You have to be businessman and you have to be political side. You are fighting this. Like, I can do both. Mm-hmm. The architect is political and business visionary guy and also very deep technical in order to help his team and the people works with and to find solutions. And I, I told this is why title was like deputy director slash enterprise architect because I'm too gap certified. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it was like, what is the benefit? Then I start to introduce it. But the, when I start to go to different companies to hire me to see that, to work as a CTO or things, the same concept. Then I decide like, this is not my place anymore. Unfortunately, I have to move outside with the community I work with, with like international content. Then I decided to move out Egypt. Then um, I went to uh, Serbia as oh. I based now in Serbia for three years. Okay. Uh, I worked in, I and stayed in Serbia. Uh, I worked for three companies uh, as a uh, like, uh, principal lead engineer and the people like you are deputy director you're going to get back it doesn't matter still I java do what i do still java yes that's still java definitely and uh, then I, I joined company called very famous company in serbia called comtrade as an enterprise architect mm-hmm. then i went to another company called devtech to work on uh, um, a uk project for virgin train and airlines uh, as a uh, airlines industry and uh, i fun- unfortunately we lost the project because of the covid then after that, uh, after one year, uh, I joined uh, recently since last year, Efortel. Uh, and Efortel for me, it was very challenging because, you know, we don't need to work for technology anymore. We bring the technology for the company. I would like to change the domain. Mm-hmm. I would like to work for the business domain. So my changing the company means uh, uh, changing the domain. So yeah. the telecommunication domain is so challenging. And also, it it's it has a lot of a lot it, it's also a very big giant dinosaur mm-hmm. so you have two challenges here it's the scalability and the the, the challenges with telecommunication and industrial everything and there is no much mature development in this area it's always all the products everything stabilized that comes like financial and banking the, the innovation is not coming easy mm-hmm. and when you have a telecommunication company with the mindset of no, we would like to re-innovate. We would like to use the new technology in order to compete. No, I love this. You combine the, the challenging environment with the innovation. So you have a lot of shit, sorry to say this, yeah. to work on and to clean. Yeah. You know? And and what so, are you doing? Still still Java involved or I'm I'm, I'm Chief Solution Architect, yes. And I'm working indefinitely in Java. We use Java JPOS. And EGB, my, my chief uh, information officer, which is my manager, love Java. I love EGB, RMI, really? this kind of stuff. And always, yeah, yeah. And he, he did really a great jobs mm-hmm. uh, uh, in order to, uh, to, to tweak everything. He fought a lot in order to, to bring this. And now we are also looking for the new latest thing. Uh, we are looking for Quarks because we are JBoss based. Yeah. Uh, JBoss to Quarkus is actually really nice transitions also what i'm yes. doing a lot we're using wildfly mm-hmm. you know uh and uh, as a deployment uh, mm-hmm. server and we using mm, mm, most of the, the the stack from red hat and we we open shift for for cloud management yeah. and all of this and just 
I'm trying to introduce the migration for JDK, the mm -hmm. latest one. This is uh, the cool very story interesting is, for people. Yeah. If you probably know um, what I what I did from the beginning, so it's like okay, if we do Java E, so we just pick Java E and try, you know, not to use too much of external dependencies. So you will have to justify exactly. an external dependency and so forth. And there are lots of such projects where I was involved with. And now there is Quarkus Helidon on the horizon. And the cool story is some people ask me, you know, what is to do to migrate, you know, the old project we did, you know, five years ago to Quarkus? And I look at the code and I said, actually nothing. <laughs> Maybe no, we, will have to, yeah, we will have to, 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 to replace this at stateless with request scoped and transactional. And this basically it. So we could introduce exactly. a, a, a stereotype and they are stunned. It's like, wow, well, it's possible. It's like, it's possible because you don't use too much and too many external libraries. If you would use external, external exactly. dependencies libraries with lots of reflection, there would be no way, you know, or it would be really hard to migrate. But because we follow the strategy, the boring strategy, now we can run of the smallest, you know, runtime on earth. And and this is exactly. lucky accident, but it, it, it works great. So, um, and uh, what I also did, this was last year during Corona, I was in a conference in Poland called JDD. Mm -hmm. They invited me, mm -hmm. and I remember the name JDD. It's like I was there, and I look at the in the, my mailbox, and I found an email from I think two thousand and nine or something. It was twelve years old. Talk. No, it was later. Regardless, it was uh, more than ten years. But I introduced Java six on stage, and the title was like uh, the future is now, but it's not evenly distributed yet. Java six, and I said, okay, let's see. And yeah. what I also found the mm -hmm. old code from back back then. And uh, the 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 and this year at this at the same conference ten years later I used the old code and deployed that without any modification on the latest JBoss and latest Java and uh, was also look this is actually interesting right uh, ten years ago uh, we did something on stage I told you this is the future uh, maybe not but let's see ten years later JBoss is still around and the code works perfectly without any modification so now we could you know. I clean up a little bit the POM because the plugins are no more needed, but uh, it was basically the same code, which is interesting if you think about that. If you, you know, focus on business and ignore the technology a bit, you know, just focus on the boring stuff API, you can win over time because, you know, all the funky frameworks, they tend to die. So if you look, you know, what what, what happened back then, which frameworks we got, they, they, they came and go, but, uh, you know, the basic boring stuff remains. Exactly. I totally agree with you because... I always fight against having any external dependency to have in my code base unless it has a reason. Yeah. And uh, this is why I like to, uh, for for example, scripting. Yeah. We we try to teach people like to to do it using Python in order to do some script. But I I I told the people like why you have to do this. We yeah. have this kind of capability using Java since Java 11. Yeah. So if you are really good Java developer, you can use scripting to do your work, and you don't have to invest and so and it's much safer even. Yeah. So it's so like why JavaScript? Yes, we can do this with shebang notation inside the the third mode that we have yeah. using single source code base that we have and doing scripting. Yeah, and I gave them an example. Wow, we can use it easily. I don't have to switch. But yes, you don't have to switch. Use so like nowadays. I'm always telling the people let's uh, use the internal uh, a new uh, HTTP module mm -hmm. for using all the rest. Uh, communication and test. You don't have to use an other like library because it's built in. And whenever there is like people also say like, 
uh, you trying to say use this function, don't use this function. Why have to rely on function? Why, for example, objects dot require nor null yeah. validation and yeah. this? Why, why you need to use this? Like, I tell you why. We can do the checks ourselves. Yeah. But when you use the function, you have a, a, a huge army of the GDK enhancing this library for you. Exactly. So you get the fix and enhancement on the fly. Yeah, and you don't have to do it yourself. And you are the deputy director. The problem is if you pick something else, you have to justify why you did it. But if you pick something which is built in, there's no discussion. You know, no one can question Definitely. why why I'm using Java stuff <laughs> because it's there. I have to justify myself if I will pick third party library. So this is a strange discussion. And you know. You spend a lot of time in large companies. My problem was always, you know, to, to, to talk about dependencies, frameworks, the entire discussion, which really doesn't matter. So, okay, stop the discussion. We will just use Java. And by the way, you mentioned JDK, HTTP. What I did recently, the first time, I didn't use Jax or S client. I just used to know the JDK built-in HTTP client for system testing yes. because it's good enough. And then I have to justify See? even less. I don't have, you know, to say... Maybe some people don't like Java E. It's okay, then you don't have to use Java E. We can use still JDK, but there are no third-party dependencies, right? Exactly, exactly. And no, nobody, no, nobody will question you about this because it's built in and trusted, and here it is. We don't have to import external unsafe. And because, yes, there's some company that they have constraints, like library, and they have a pre-approved list of technology they, they, they don't want even to get out of it, or... They even they build their ORM module yeah. from scratch in order to satisfy their need. Like why we could customize what we have, why we have to do effort. But you sometimes as a consultant you have constraints, but uh, uh, you have to find a way. Yeah. Whenever uh, it when it touches money, it's also get approval. In uh, uh, a question regarding the projects, what was your most impressive project regarding the numbers? You know, biggest RAM, most transactions uh, per second, or whatever. Do you, do you remember something roughly? It doesn't have to be accurate, but you know what was the um, most interesting numbers from your past projects? The 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 ACH switch for uh, for ATMs. Mm -hmm. Okay, and how many? It was, uh, it's been, it was like uh, uh, four hundred transactions per second. Okay, okay, it continues. Not bad. <laughs> this was like it. And how many application yes. servers or how many were there in in the background? What was the cluster? The background it was uh, it was built using a threading at back then, and we have like four instances, three instances to to uh, uh, to accommodate all of this. But we were uh, investing at that time in hardware, so we can increase the memory and everything. Which is and it cannot be stopped. Yeah, yeah. Which is and because, because it's cheaper. It's cheaper the, if, the, you, if you if you can yeah. just increase the hardware and, and you are done. This also my advice for the cloud. Because right now. you you just increase the memory in, yeah. uh, and not increasing the whole machine duplicated again yeah, exactly. and again and again in order to have resources. So and uh, the last more personal question because I was uh, several times in Romania delivered some talks and I was in Cluj and in Cluj is the near where in Transylvania where you know the Dracula came from. Yeah, yeah. From from time to time. The very first time I was in Cluj, I started, you know, to code something and I, Dracula, of course, I used the Dracula as an example and someone stood stand up and say, <laughs> stop talking about Dracula, we hate this, you know, everyone talks about Dracula. Now the question about you, what is the relation to pyramids? Because you are now from Cairo, you were they normal for you? Were you fascinated by them? What, you wanted to, you to visit them all the time or, or was just how often you visit the pyramids? So what was your relation you know, or, or, or typical relation of a young Egyptian boy to the pyramids? Uh... As a, as a young guy, I will tell you something. My work is like, it was a little bit far. So I have every day to travel 
Uh, ah, you were like not near pyramids, right? You were not near. I know. I passed by pyramids every day. Okay. I passed by pyramids going and back because it's because I passed by and I'm living in Egypt. It was always like, well, I can't yeah, exactly any time. Yeah, it's very easy. And then when I moved out, I didn't have the chance to visit the pyramids. So oh. I visited the pyramids when I came from last year from my vacation in Serbia. No kidding. So before so that, I, you was I, never you were never at the pyramids. No, I was when I was so little. Was ah. my grandfather took me just to visit? I don't remember how it was, but I remember that I visited the pyramids. But since then, I every day, which is literally, if I took, I turn right, I will be up in the pyramids. But I just passed. Like I see the pyramids because we took everything by grant when we see it. Yeah, exactly. This is and typical. This is typical. You know, you saw the entire world, but not your pyramids, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And when I moved to Serbia, I was like. I didn't visit Luxor and Aswan. I didn't. I always go to Sharm Sheikh and Hargada to see Syed. And there is a lot of beautiful, beautiful places in Egypt, not just pyramids and historical. Like I didn't while I was like living the most of my life there. So don't take anything by grant. Yeah. Then when I came to Serbia, like no, I have to visit every every place because I don't know either I'm going to continue or not. But I know that I'm not going to continue mm -hmm. now. So I'm voting because I'm going to move. Maybe uh, you are the early one or exclusive to know this. I'm going to move to Bulgaria. Ah, okay. Uh, the, uh, to the headquarter of my company because mm -hmm. it's originally it's Belgium company mm -hmm. and the R&D and the department of development is in uh, Bulgaria. Mm -hmm. The huge uh, uh, number of employees are in Bulgaria as a development support okay. and everything. The, the financial sales and every place it's in Belgium. And uh, we have different people around the world. Uh, they are working for sales and everything. Uh, so I'm going to move maybe this summer. So maybe we will have a chance to meet in Bulgaria and uh, definitely in some conferences. Yeah, sure. But I think that we have we have shared conference or two shared conferences. Will be either like uh, the uh, the conference for uh, Java Stambul, Chuck Stambul. Yeah, yeah. I will talk about web components. We have. Yeah, uh, yes, exactly. You are talking about web components, and I'm going to talk about Java 16 and 17. What in, what's new and what is the relationship between them? And I have Java Summit in Bucharest as well. Mm -hmm. I don't know either you are there or not. I get invitation for this, but uh, definitely uh, uh, I'm attending your session. Always yes. a pleasure. So perfect. Thank you. No, where no, it's 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 all of them. Where people can find yes. you? So your Twitter, your blog, if you have one, or. Uh, we, uh, I I stopped blogging for a while. Mm -hmm. I'm writing more for Java Magazine and some other like authoring some stuff. So uh, and giving sessions more and to Twitter? be honest. But if you uh, Twitter, yes, definitely on Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. I'm very available on social media. So what's and what's your Twitter you handle? Just, uh, it's uh, um, at underscore Taman M. Okay. T a m a n m. Perfect. I will, so, uh, I will just yes. add it to the show notes. So thank you a lot. So um, okay. I would and, like to uh, to reinvite you back in a in, in a year or something, so we can have you know to talk about the current development, JDK sixteen, seventeen, yes. or eighteen, whatever. Definitely, it will be my pleasure always. Thank always. you. Bye. Thank you for inviting me. Really, and uh, see you soon. Bye. Have a nice day.